Hello and welcome to Compassionate Living. This is a special segment that we're adding to the podcast for season three, and it'll be taken over in conversation by an amazing story that Charlene, my sister, has been exploring um, with some lovely people from Malawi um, that she's gotten to know over the last uh, six, seven years. And before we dive into that story and she starts to take you down her voyage of discovery, I wanted to share with you that this segment is a way for us to reach out compassionately to other people, bring others to the forefront, have a way to take our skills that we have already and uh, that may be helpful to other people that we can easily make things easier for other people in their lives or to be able to honor or support people, maybe inspire them. And in that, um, in that vein, uh, this episode is sponsored by Dance Debut Inc. and the Cape Breton Tea Company. And we have a very special tea blend that we've put together for this particular episode. And so if you feel moved to order the tea, um, it'll be in the description, but it is the cbtcompany.square.site. And the tea that we have um, that's going to be used as a fundraiser is called Community and it's Mission for Change. And we hope that you enjoy this segment of the podcast this year. And I so look forward to having my sister Charlene share her story. Thank you so much for being here, Charlene. And I just, I'll just say quickly, you're listening to Be Well with Michelle Greenwell, and this is season three. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me here. And uh, to uh, the Cape Breton Tea Company and Dance Debut, I really appreciate you letting me share our story. Uh, and it's one that's very close to my heart. And I'm so excited that we have a, a tea blend to be able to share this story. Uh, and it's uh, exciting to be able to talk about it. And uh, the story is about a family, the Moyo family. It's a family now of um, 16 people in Malawi. And Malawi is, if you don't know about it, um, probably the, the poorest country in the world. Uh, and from Canada, it's hard to imagine what they experience um, compared to us. Many of the families there don't have um, a solid home to live in. Uh, many of the families live in a rural or agricultural uh, land, including the Moyo family. And um, when I first met them, they lived in a, a home that they built by hand um, out of, of thatched material, so out of mud and, and straw or grass uh, with a thatched roof and mud and clay walls. And, and often they were they were um, they were packing the walls um, back up during the rainy season to to keep it from collapsing. So just unbelievable. <clears throat> um, and, and that's part of the story that we'll we'll talk about and unfold over the the uh, coming weeks or, or months, however long we're talking about it. I, I can talk about it um, uh, forever. I can just go on and on. Um, but right now I, I wanted to talk instead of going back, the, the number of years that I've I've known them now, um, uh, but to talk about the current situation and most recently in the last uh, month and a half or so, um, Hurricane or, or Cyclone Freddy, I guess they called it, uh, went through and, and devastated the Mozambique and Malawi 
area and, and in the greater area, it was um, a huge, massive cyclone that went through and devastated it. Um, quite a uh, worldwide event that was was talked about, um, and it devastated the the area where the the Moyo family lives in southern Malawi. Um, they were um, out of their their home. They were um, detached from the the roads and the areas where they they live. Uh, and um, they were without food for for over um, a week, week and a half uh, for a family of 16. So really quite a disastrous experience. Uh, they were, <clears throat> um, as a family of 16, they live in a, a, a rundown brick structure of two rooms now since their their own home was destroyed by an, another hurricane about a year and a half ago um, and they've been trying to rebuild since then but uh, with the level of poverty that they have there it's just um, an impossible task really so this this latest cyclone set them back even further so one of my my goals is to try to help them from around the world to to get back to a place where they can rebuild the brick house that they had built. They had gone from a thatched home to um, a hand-built brick home that had a metal roof, it had windows, it had a door, um, and they were really set to, to get their lives um, getting ahead. Their, their children were all in school. Their one son is in um, seminary college, uh, seminary school to be a pastor. Um, all of their children are being educated that's their goal is to to step up and step ahead uh, and to 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 be more than what they thought they were going to be in in this world to be more than just scrambling to try and get food on the table but to try and and get ahead of being just the poorest of the poor and to to really work hard they they absolutely have always worked hard I understand that but they're not looking for a handout they never ask for the handout um, in our in my talks with them and my my um, online chats with them and prayers with them um, they never ask it's always me saying what can we do to help support you and to help you be what it is that you're wanting to be and do better for yourselves and your community and and how can we reach out and, and help you to build this to be better? Uh, and that's what I'm trying to do is to help do something to help them to be better. <clears throat> and right now, what I see and what I talk to them about um, is really starting from the basics is how do we help to improve the water supply for that to be able to help them live better? How do we help them to, to grow their food supply better? And how do we help them to put a roof over their head? Um, the and, and all of those things will help them be be help healthier. So I think starting with um, brick by brick, but making those they they make clay bricks um, <clears throat> to make their brick house. We've already got the gravel. Um, the they they have the land for their family land, so they have the area for the foundation already. Um, and we've got the um, eight tons of gravel in to spread for the foundation. So then there'll be cement that we'll get to spread and then start with the bricks. So I'm looking to to raise the funds to help them 
for the the bricks and then we'll start building building again to build the bricks we'll build it a bit higher elevation than previous and we'll, we'll try and get them a healthy building around them so that they can be healthier and and help sustain the family better wow and and you there's 16 of them so they're hoping to not build a huge house like a North American would envision. They, they need a couple of rooms is what they're just trying to accomplish. Yes. Yeah. When we talk about a home, we're not talking about multi-levels and all of these things. They're talking about having a room where um, the boys of the family would live. And these are, these are boys that are, um, um, some cousins who have been orphaned because their their parents um, died, unfortunately, from illness or accident. And so um, the, the uncles and aunts have taken them in. Mum Moyo, who's the grandma, um, lives with and helps look after the children. Um, and then the, the girls of the family live in another room. Um, the... Um, <clears throat> Uh, the the two um, Peter and Stella, um, the the married couple, said it would be nice if they were able to have a room to themselves. But if they weren't able to, they understand that if it's that the family would only be able to have two rooms, one for the the females, one for the males. They understand that, and um, it would be nice if there could be a separate storeroom say for all of the consumables for if they um, have the, the the dried or ground maize um, and if they have uh, the beans for storage or um, other other um, supplies for the family that that would be another room in the house um, so we're not talking about the excesses that we would maybe have here there's um, there's no bathroom or washroom there's nothing like that um, they have outdoor pit toilets that they um, they dig and then they cover back up when it's filled and then they dig a different one mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> there's uh, we would hope that there will eventually be running water to the house uh, the the municipality well it's not really a municipality it's a village um, <clears throat> that uh, the village is very widespread. It's spread over several kilometers. The, the, the different villagers live quite distance apart from each other. Um, and it's quite rural. So some of the places are starting to get um, water lines into them. Others aren't. It really depends on the, um, the Malawi government. So whether or not this family could get it in and whether or not they could then afford to pay what the government there would would charge them to have a water line in is really hard to know. Otherwise, they um, they collect water and carry it on their heads and and boil it, uh, and hopefully they're able to get enough water, uh, especially in the dry season for the family. So it's it's quite a challenging situation. Um, so the fourteen family members are extended family. Mm -hmm. It's. It's orphans from some family members who've died of whether it's cholera um, or um, <clears throat> malaria, um, COVID as well. 
uh, now in the last couple of years. Uh, so some of them are illnesses that in the developing world, it's illnesses that people would have survived from. And unfortunately in Malawi, it's illnesses that are life-threatening. You know, they they get something like measles or recently mumps has been quite, you know, potentially life-threatening there because they just don't have access to the treatments that we would have here. Yeah. So everything is a health risk there right now with, with the cyclones that have gone through um, cholera in the water. Mm -hmm. uh, when the water is near ankle deep is is uh, really life-threatening. Malaria is hugely life-threatening. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the, the, the infants don't make it to the age of five. Infant mortality is huge. Um, maternal mortality is, is really high. It's, um, it's shockingly sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of times where, you know, they make a decision whether they'll, they'll try to make their food last for two weeks or a month and just eat once a day instead of twice a day. My so it's, it's really, really quite shocking. Um, <clears throat> the choices that they make that we don't think of having to make here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know this is our, our first episode. And so you wanted to shine a light on the family um, and mm -hmm. let our, our uh, listeners and viewers know that part of transformation that we have with this podcast this year is really about how we all make a difference, but some of it's how we step up ourselves to change. And then the other is how we look to where mm -hmm. we can help assist with change. And you've been doing that Absolutely. for quite a while. And uh, I know your relationship with them is, is through uh, messenger on Facebook and being able to converse with them the best that you can, asking the right questions. Um, and that's what I've so appreciated about talking to you about this is how you've been able to ask the right questions to even discover how could we help, in what way can we help. And, um, and like you said, they're not going to ask for it specifically, but for us to understand some of these challenges that we just take for granted as little things in our lives that are a nuisance. Um, and for them, it's, it's life or death. Yeah. But what's interesting too, they're, they're children that are in school. Um, you know, they're the middle child, David is so interested in science. Um, so interested in how everything works and, and interested to know about technology. And, and he's sure that he can change the world. You know, he's been exposed to some science and 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 things in school, and he's he knows he's he's interested and he wants to make a difference in Malawi and for their people and for the rest of the world. You know, and um, and Stephen. I mean, their first question every time that we talk is is Hello, Charlene. How are you? How are things for you? Are you okay? Um, you know, and what can we do for you? They want to know how they can help me and they want to know if I'm okay and how's my family and what's going on there. And they want to know about us. They want to know what's, what's going on in our life and how do things work here and how's my mom and dad. And, oh no, you know, is, is someone in our family sick? Well, can they pray for us? 
you know, they're concerned about us and they want to know, you know, there's snow. Well, are our babies okay? Like, are our children okay? How are we looking after them? How do we protect them? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're they very concerned about how things work. You know, or what about bears? And are we concerned that the bears are going to, you know, are, are coming near our families? How do we protect from that? You know, how do we make sure that we can get to our doctors and hospitals? You know, they're very, they're very curious and, and interested in things. You know, they, they want to, if I tell them about something that, that's going on here or something that we use here, they, they want to see a picture of it. They want an explanation of, well, how does that work? You know, practically speaking, what do we do for this or that? It's, we very much have an, an interchange and an, an, uh, a cultural exchange of information. <clears throat> um, and like I said, the, the children are very interested to know. Uh, and, um, you know, we've shared shared songs. We've shared how we we cook. You know, they want to know. You know, what do we put on on this meal or that meal? What do we use for a sauce? You know, how do we eat this? How do we make this? Mm-hmm. How do we sew this? Um, you know, we constantly send pictures of things. Um, we send tips and ideas they ask me questions they can't search the internet the same way they don't have the same bandwidth mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so they ask me questions i ask them questions um when our our grandmother died um steven sent me the prayer that i read for at her funeral like we're very very interconnected that way um mm-hmm. you know and very much our, our thoughts are with each other and our prayers are with each other. So it's not a, it's not a one way thing. Like people all say, well, you know, do you just send them money? <clears throat> Absolutely not. It's not just, it's not that I'm just a, you know, a money tap for them. It's not, a, I get as much or more from them as they've ever got from me. I think I get more from them in what, um, what I receive from them as what they've mm-hmm. ever from me it's mm-hmm. absolutely inspirational mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and absolutely transformative to my life what I get from my relationship and contact with them mm-hmm. so it's a story I love to share about what I've learned and, and I can hardly wait for it to unfold <laughs> because I, it's oh, me too. inspiration and I think that our listeners are really going to be interested in the way that you have brought about change and the way that you introduce this amazing family. Um, do you want to share the GoFundMe site for anybody who might be interested in coming on board here at the start of the podcast season? Um, sure. Um, I have, uh, it's Stephen Moyo's Mission for Change on GoFundMe. So um, we'll share the link below. Uh, and um, the site has changed over time because the, the needs have changed over time um, but now we're using that to help raise money to help build build rebuild the home brick by brick as I said um, and, that, and we'll like I said we'll share that that link and uh, we'll work to help build a build a roof again over their their heads and I really appreciate the opportunity here to share their story and share that link and to Michelle and Dance Debut and Cape Breton Tea Company Thank you very much. And you can also just enjoy a cup of tea and help them out. 
exactly. uh, which is absolutely a way to to share and to spread the joy and and share their mission. So I appreciate that chance too. And you also will be starting a blog as well, and that'll go into uh, the description so people will be able to find it. Um, so yes. just and that will tell the story as well there. Yeah, so that yes. they'll be able to catch up. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for starting off this season, and um, I look forward to our conversations. Thank you, Charlene. Oh, me too. Thank you so much, Michelle. Season three, we're devoting to the transformational process that happens when people reach into their authentic selves and create magic. Our session has several publications this year, and we hope they inspire and empower you to consider living your true heart's desire with love and compassion for others at the forefront. Thank you for joining us. This is Be Well with Michelle Greenwell, wishing you the courage to face your own transformation for the well-being of those who live around you or who maybe live on the other side of the world. Thanks so much. <laughs>